all the information. I, I have the okay, so of the human knowledge right here. Yesterday. No, I don't think so. I think he's. I think he's more closer to what this guy's got. <laughs> yesterday we were. Uh, <laughs> yesterday we were learning about the parallel of the three levels of light in the service of Hashem, and we were focusing on faith and logic that is inspired by faith, and we explained that although. Um, Faith is something that's transcendent. It's it's something that comes from your neshama. It's something which is above your natural reality, uh, and yet it, it it does inspire your way of thinking, and your way of thinking, your voltan shang, your world perspective, is you. That's what you think. So, the, a person tries to bring his faith into his logic, into his seichel. Because he wants to make his faith real to him. So it's, it, it comes from somewhere which is above your mitzvahs, above your natural reality. But you want to bring it into your seichel because you want to make it part of who you are. So in that exercise of trying to make it part of who you are, the um, question is, is whether your faith has been altered by that. Is it lessened? And the Rebbe compares this to how your desire alters your logic. And he says that clearly when your desire affects your logic, if, you, if, you, if because you want something, you think it's kosher, you think that it's, it's, it's good for you, you think that uh, marzipan uh, bakery things must be good for you because it tastes so good. So, all right. So, so it, it's possible that because you want something, therefore you justify it. And, 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 and clearly in that scenario, your, your logic is not going to limit your desire. On the contrary, your desire is changing your logic. But in the example of, of a, in that example, your desire has left the realm of desire in order to combat, if you will, to change your logic, to get you to do whatever it wants to do. A human being isn't only a marzipan eater, so in order to get the human being to eat marzipan, it has to go through the seichel somewhat. It has to, has to somehow make sense. So therefore, desire it leaves the place of desire and goes to the place of logic to get human being to go for marzipan. So in that, in the emergence of desire from its state of desire to the realm of logic, it doesn't change. It's still pure desire. How much more so when faith tries to inspire logic, when faith tries to be understood by logic, the goal of faith is not to leave its realm. The goal is not that you should lose your faith. The goal is, on the contrary, that you as a person should see the same way that your faith sees. So in that transition from going from the way things are faith-based to the way things are logic, in, in the realm of logic, you are not changing because your faith isn't changing, faith isn't, isn't being altered. Because the whole point of you going down to the realm of logic is just to reinforce your faith. Are we comparing desire to Amuna? We're saying yeah. it's the same thing? We're not saying it's the same thing. We're saying that there is a similarity and a difference between the way desire affects logic, the way faith affects logic. The, this, the, 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 the similarity is that both faith and desire are not altered by their entry into the realm of logic. And the difference is, is that by faith, 
it's um, it engages with, with logic in a different way than desire does. I get that, but again, how is it different between desire and faith? How is logic different? We Once desire hits logic versus a moon that hits logic. What's the point of desire hitting logic? Is it for the sake of desire or is it the sake of the marzipan? So desire is hitting logic not for the sake of desire, it's, it's for the sake of logic. Versus faith going for logic. Why is faith hitting logic? Because faith wants its own faith to be more real, to be more you, to be more the way you look at things. So it's not really a departure from the realm of faith. What's Mach there, David? So those are the first two things, faith and logic, that's based on faith. Those are the first two things we're going to use as the analogies to the two levels of light. Then we're going to use a third analogy to explain the highest level of light. Um, let's go to the second paragraph, sorry, the third paragraph of Essay. And this was all for the first level of light? The first two. The first two. So, the so it's logic, logic based on faith is the light in a vessel. It's parallel with light in a vessel. Faith itself is light above vessel but close to vessel. And then there is sacrifice, which is the level of light, which is completely not connected to vessels at all. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. That's, we're going to get back to that. We're going to draw the line soon. But right now we're still in... We're still, we haven't explained why logic and faith are similar to the analogy of light at all. Logic is a category of its own, not desire. Right. Desire was just brought in to contrast, uh, to contrast faith with desire, but not as a uh, as part of the analogy. Okay. Valpia yeduam shemuni bitul It's known that faith is self-abnegation. Yeah, for our listeners just in din, we're in the third paragraph of Eishei. Uh, Emuna is where you abnegate yourself, and faith, you put yourself on the side. And intelligence, Seichel, is, is where you exist. Emuna is bitl, is pushing yourself away, and Seichel is existence. There's a difference between a, a yid calling his father in heaven to what you're calling your father on earth, your, your, your natural human physical father. To call the abishter, it involves, it involves putting yourself on the side. It involves faith. There is a, a line in Hayom Yom. Hayom Yom and Rebbe says, Rebbe compares the difference between Torah study and prayer. What does he say? When you're studying Torah, you're like a student studying by your, by your teacher. When you're davening, you're like a child by a father. And then he explains. When you're a student, by a, a student by a teacher, you're trying to get something which you don't understand and understand it. In davening, you're trying to devote yourself to something which is beyond your understanding. It's, it, it's, it's, it's an exercise of, of, of losing yourself to the Hebrew, giving yourself over to Hashem. Davening is where you give yourself over to something which is beyond your understanding. So Amuna is bitl. Amuna is faith, which is putting yourself on the side, self-abnegation. And Seichel is you. Seichel is your existence. So move on. 
So what is this exercise of bringing your faith into your understanding? Making your, underst- making your faith make sense to you. What, is it? What, what have you done? You've taken something which is above you, which requires you to let go of yourself, and you've brought it into yourself. You've taken something higher than you, and you've made it part of you. Ordinarily, you have to put yourself on the side to have emunah. See, I don't, I'm not important. What I believe isn't important. And it doesn't matter what I think. That's emunah. But here you've taken that thing which is higher than your understanding and you've brought it into, your, into yourself. Since the whole point of your meditation is to reinforce, to reinforce, thank you, your faith. It's a lot better than in fourth grade. <laughs> in fourth grade, I had to go to every, every, every recess to this room and look at the mirror on my tongue to try to get the f- <laughs> so Baruch Hashem I survived okay V'gam Zeshar Seichel Nishim Tziyus Seivayin Mizbat L'Gabi Emuna K'meishim Mizbat L'Gabi Rotsin L'Bishvil Emuna V'chadei Shagam Haseichel Meishim Tziyus Seikifi Emuna You want your Seichel to remain intact and it's not for the sake of your intelligence it's for the sake of your faith you don't want your, your logic to be swayed by your faith and to be something which is less than pure logic. You don't want to lose your objectivity in your... When you try to bring your faith down into your logic, you're not trying to convince yourself like you're convincing yourself that marzipans are good for you. There's a difference. When you, when you convince yourself that marzipans are good for you, your goal is just to get those marzipans and to eat them. When you're trying to bring your faith into your logic, you're not, what you're trying to do is to make your faith part of who you are. You're trying to bring it into yourself. And you know if it's, not, if it's a lousy logical idea, if it's, if it's a weak construct that you're convincing yourself of, if it's just a, a construct, it's, just a, it's not real, it's not, it's not going to stay with you. It's not going to be you. Because you have an objective way of looking at things. So if you just decide that, oh, I'm going to uh, put my mind on the side and just accept things the way they are, and I'm going to use the, 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 what I consider weak pieces of logic to support my faith, it's not going to work. You want it to be you. So, so your seichel is not being nullified by your faith. On the contrary, like, your seichel is nullified by your desire. You put your seichel changes your seichel is altered because you want the bribe or the marzipan or whatever, your logic has changed. But when you try to bring your faith into your logic, you want your logic to remain intact and function like human logic and your best logic in order that the way you actually think should be the same way you believe. Your goal is that the things you believe in should be the way that you see them, not the way that someone else sees them, not the way that the book says it should be. You want it to be the way you see it. And therefore, in order to do that, you have to uphold what you consider to be logical. You have to make sure that it's the, your logic is fully intact in order to bring it into yourself as a human being. Stuck on the practical application. I'm to go back to what he said yesterday. Oh. All this comes into play when something doesn't go according to your plan. And you don't see the uh, shkacha practice openly, and you're now going through a tough time. 
are you sticking to your guns where everything is from Hashem? He's creating everything from nothing in every moment. He has your best interest because he kn we know the cr world is being created from something from nothing. Or is it just a nice idea that we read about in Tanya because we don't actually get to see the world created something from nothing and our natural intellect takes over and says, no, this is bad. This is, I see you start to have anxiety. You start to stress out. You start to get hangry, you start to whatever else your mind does, or have you internalized this to the level of what you're talking about, where it's one with your logic, and none of those things actually happen? Because when everything's going wonderful, you're not really putting these into practice. When you write down anything on a piece of paper, the first thing you do is you write in the top right corner, the with help of Hashem, right? That's what you're doing. Sure. And, and you think that whatever is going on in your life, you need the Ibshir to help you, right? And that, that really, um, when you're about, you're about to write something which, which, which your life depends on it, and you feel like you're, you're, you're being knocked off your feet, you really have kavana when you write beside the Deshmaya. Because you really have a lot of kavana when you write the top right corner, you're like, God help me. You're, you really feel it even more. Because you want to believe it. Because you're going, because you're of the situation, you really, what else do you have to realize? Perhaps, Perhaps, but also Mr. Miyagi could have got you ready for that by all the wax we, on and wax do, off. I thought we do bracha That's exactly what I'm saying. This is all wax on, wax off right now until you have to apply it so, in the fight with the schoolyard bully, and then you suddenly wax on, wax off, second nature, and you take him down. Okay. So what's your what's your question? All of all of this studying, all of this saying, you need to internalize a muna with logic only comes into play when you have to actually use it, when something isn't going according to plan. I don't always have to use it then. You have to use it every single day. And, and a regular day-to-day... -day but then you could be just convincing yourself. You don't really know that you've internalized it until you actually have to use it. I don't agree. I think that even if you're uh, not winning the big tests, if, if you're Avram Avinu and you passed the first nine tests and came to the test that came, they're like, you know what? I'm checking out over here. I did the first nine. The first nine or something. So a, a, a Jew, one of the biggest Yitzharas that Jews have is that they, they, they have this thing with uh, authenticity. They have, this, they have this thing against being a, 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 a hypocritical. I don't want to be hypocritical. I'm, I, I don't want to fool myself. But the MS is, is that, is that uh, there are challenges people have, yes, and there are things that even you think logically to yourself as, as regular, as, as a way, as but, but I could also get challenged. But... What the Rebbe is saying is very simple. He's saying that, that you, you have to engage in this exercise in order to make your emunah more real to you, not only for those ch challenges, the big ones, but also on a day-to-day -day level, it is a very big difference to, be, to looking at things from a neshama perspective, looking at things from a human perspective. If something's only in a neshama kind of thing, it doesn't affect you on a, on, on a day when your neshama is not shining that much. But if something is the way you look at things, that, that, then that's, that's, that's where you see it. Uh, it's not just because you've been, been knocked off your, your, your spiritual skateboard and you're, you're, you're like, whoa, what do I do now? But even in a day when, when, when you're not saying Meida'ani with such chayas, you just woke up in your lousy mood, but your mind has been programmed according to the way you believe in, you actually think that way. You actually think, I need to do this because this is important to me. That, that's the pshat that your seichel thinks that way. Your mind thinks that way. You're not in made the animu. You're not in 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 in, in uh, you're not you're not popping out of bed like 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 a like a, out, of, out of a toaster. 
but I felt became an avalos by you think this is the way it is. This is this is a reality. That's something that you think about it. But even if and even on days that you do pop out of bed like a like like, like, like yeah, even on days you do pop out of like a top pop, there's a big difference if it's just the pop tart part of you which is saying meidani, or you're also saying meidani. It's a holistic. The Abish, one of the things on Yiddishkeit is Yiddishkeit is a holistic religion. It's holistic. The Abish wants the whole person. Other religions say the most important thing is your ideology. The most important thing is your character. The most important thing is your action. Yiddishkeit says that you put on film. What's film? Film is your your heart, your mind, your action. That the, all there should be there should be no, no dissonance between your ideology and your character and your behavior. So this is what this exercise is for: is to create a bridge between your amuna and you. you sh- it should be you. Um, um, how is it that seichel and amuna can marry? Because let's say amuna is beyond the scope of logic because where logic ends emunas above that so how, how are you you trying to create the synthesis between the two that are somewhat different in the in the essential nature i think i think i think everyone's having a problem with, with this question i think that that um it, the, the reason we have a problem with this question is because of a premise and the premise is is that if it's if it's something that we believe in, it can't make sense. I don't know why 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 everyone has that premise. No, that's not why right. can't it make sense just because it's true? That's <laughs> because it's something we believe is true doesn't mean that it can't make sense. How many maimarim have we learned that says tamadas? You have to go. Above, you have to go above this. You have to go above your intellect and okay. appreciate that there is something that exists in this world. We call it Hashem that is above us and is as close as we can get to appreciate Hashem and His essence, Hashem and the way He interacts in the world. We have no idea what's fine. The, the reasons for the mitzvahs, like we have no idea, but we're getting like a little, a little glimmer. But now we're saying that our amuna, which I'm still not sure, you're saying now, now I feel like a little bit better. You're not saying it's the big amuna tests where, you know, Parnas is always going to be one of the main topics. You're saying it's in the davening. How, how am I going to infuse da, my, my amuna into my seichel to, to have a more intentional davening every day, that, that routine, day-to-day, not big deal kind of thing? Is, is that what we're talking about? That you have amuna that Hashem is mamish here at your Shemun Esrei, fully encompassing you and drawing His light into you as you're like doing all this like little... Whatever. Even in your hoidu, I, I, I want to... Like, I understand why... It doesn't just apply to one Indian. When the Jews are at Mount Sinai, right? What do they say? That we will do, then we'll understand. Chassidim said something else. The Friedrich Rebbe says, they said, we will do, we'll have it their hair, we'll feel, we'll feel it. The goal is not just that you should just believe in it, you should feel it. The goal is not just you should put your seichel aside, which says in many Maimarim. The goal is that Chabad Chassidim says, is that it, should, it shouldn't just remain in the realm of Emunah, to be the way that you, Mechomorchai, see things, which means the realm of Parnassa, which means the realm of Davening, which I'm, means that means. I'm trying to hold on. I'm trying to attach it to. We got one at a time. One physical, like, not just like, one thing in this world. We're, we're, in a, we're in a philosophy discussion right now. That I can't. If you can't. believe your Parnassa comes from the Ebishter, so then it's more natural to you to feel that you're not sacrificing Parnassa when you stop working on Shabbos. It's also more natural to you to feel that you're not losing any pronunciation making a phone call before diving. You think I'm not losing pronunciation making this phone call. I know the Shukhamarak says I can't make a phone call now. It's not, I don't need to work now. So, so, so the more you 
the more a person thinks with his mind that Hashem gives him us in a logical way, the less friction he has when he has to uh, do something which is which is maybe counterintuitive from a business perspective, because he really believes it's not it's not the the, the laws of nature with Kizya Parnasa. I believe the Abishik is Parnasa. So therefore, I, I, my davening is more important to me than, than, than it was before because my Parnasa is important to me. My davening affects my Parnasa too. And my, and my minion affects it. And my Lunter affects it. And my Hishmer affects it. And my Chinech affects it. So therefore, it's, it's important to me as a human being, not just as a Jew. Not just as a Jew is important to say Ishmael Abba. Even my Nefesh Bahamas, my animal soul, is also wants to say Ishmael Abba, also wants to come to Davin because I get this is me, this, is, this affects my life. That's Pshat, your Amunah entered the realm of your Seichel. That you as a human being recognize that it's, you're actually helping your business by keeping Shabbos. You're helping your business by not making a phone call for Davin. You're helping your business by saying Ishmael Abba. Because you realize that. I don't that see Ab- how it's logical. I still see how that is Amunah. I think you guys have graduated, and uh, that's why you're having an issue. That, that's exactly what they were talking on. That you actually think that way. I don't do this because of <laughs> logic. I do it because of my unlogic. Just by bringing the money into the logic. He, he bring just, your money into logic. I get that, but what he, just, what he just described is all, in my mind, still in the Amuna realm. You're saying the reason I'm not making a phone call before davening is, does not make logic to me doesn't make logical sense at all. I'm doing it simply because Shulchan Aruch says don't do it, and that's what Hashem says, and that's why I'm doing it, because you want to connect to Hashem and do what He says to do okay. and do it right. And a higher level is, a higher level is, is that if the Eivisha says it, it can't mess up anything. It can't, it can't on the contrary, well, this, 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 this is, this, this but is, the logic part, it's still, that, but that's lo- I need to do this, because log- logically, I'm going to lose this deal if I don't take this call right now. That's one. That's one perspective of logic. But a higher perspective of logic is, is that the Ebrusha gives you pranasa, not, not 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 the phone call. And if Ebrusha gives the pranasa, then I'm tachlis and not able to make to take this phone call right now. Right. That, I would be losing. My so you actually uh, think, right? So you actually logically think that this is not going to help you. This, 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 that's what you're, log- you're you're thinking. Your amuna has become so part, much, so much part of your logic, you don't even realize it. That's the way you think. You think this is just not good for business. That's that's your amuna effects in your seich. To the point where if you actually take that call, you're like, I am shooting myself in the foot right now. But you maybe have... the Abishu still loves me so <laughs> much. That... <laughs> you don't realize that. You have two neighbors. When we say in, in the morning, uh, let us be distant from a bad neighbor, right? In the morning yeah. blessings. Yeah. The bad neighbor is the Yitzhahara. The bad neighbor is the one who says to you, who says to you, I know you think that this is going to help. I know this is going to. This, you, think, you think by you think by taking this phone call, it's going to affect. It's it's it's, it's going to be bad for you. But really, let's let's be honest over here. This is an important phone call. That's the Yitzhahara shocking a bad neighbor. But Terry says, be distant from the bad neighbor. Get closer to your other neighbor who says the Eibushu kicks for There's two voices which are trying to touch your seichel. So the Rebbe says, bring your moon into your seichel. Make it make sense to you. It makes sense that the Abish takes care of you and think therefore it's gonna be good.